the way that I see it is it allows them to be part of our team. They're part of IBMV when they help us pay the bills and they help us do things like, you know, and I point out on the podcast, you know what? Patreon is the reason that we can have an app. Welcome to episode five of Always Listening. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are always listening. This week we've been listening to, well, we're still listening, Josh, because this is our first re-review. We're listening to Ivy Envy. Yeah, I here's the thing, man. I uh, at this point, I'm starting to feel pretty bad for Corey. Why? Uh, well, IBMV was our first review mm-hmm. on Pod on Pod, and later on tonight, uh, we're going to try to do our first blab, mm-hmm. which will get cut and edited into this, I hope. And he's the first still listening. So, oh, and, and generally, you say we use him as a as a token. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, generally the firsts, as I've said before, aren't that great. Well, let me let me tell you why I think it's I think it's fair and just. We have developed a little bit of a of a of a listenership. We've got a little audience here, and I mean it's not a huge audience, but we're very proud of it, and we're very thankful to have all of you listening to us. We did not have much of an audience when we first reviewed Ivy Envy, and Corey has mentioned several times, (laughs) "Hey, it would have been nice for you guys to review us when it would have mattered, and so you might have turned somebody on to us." Nobody was listening when we reviewed IVNV once upon a time. So, so I, I wanted him high on the list of shows that that we reviewed, and not just him, but but Kurt and Andy and the whole crew over there at IVNV.com. That's the place where you can check this show out. But also. It seemed really fitting since, I mean, we are right here at the end of the regular season of Major League Baseball. The Cubs are having an extraordinary year. As a matter of fact, I didn't I didn't realize this, but I th- I'm pretty sure he said on one of the episodes that I listened to the other day, this is the best season for the Cubs since like 1914 or something like that, so, statistically? Well, I guess it depends on how you... I mean, just wins and losses. Yeah, if, yeah, if that's how you define b- best, sure. But it's a weird, it's a very weird season in that... I, I haven't checked the games in a couple of days, but at one point, I think they could have the third best record in all of baseball, and they are currently third in their division. So the Cards, the Pirates, the Cubs, all are tops in all of baseball. They just happen to be in the same division. And what kind of sucks about that is the Cubs are are going to get the second wild card spot. Well, they could get the first wild card spot. Like they're like they're playing really really well, so they could get a home wild card play in game or they could end up with an away wild card play in game which is all pretty bogus when you have the third or fourth best record in baseball so so you just said play play in game is yeah. the wild card is a single game a single elimination game. yep single game what i see this shows yeah. you how little i know about baseball and how how little i follow it i just assumed that that would put them in like the wild cards in the nfl and it would just be the the or the or the the last even man though, in in the nba well, you know even i mean the wild I know cards, nfl is only one game yeah. but you you think in baseball it's always a series right maybe right. it's a three game series instead of yeah. a five game or a seven game but Come on, one game? Yeah, well, and what I hope to see happen eventually in baseball is they, once the the playoffs start, they just reseed all the teams based on record. Well, that that's what's going to happen in the NBA right. this year. Yep. This year, they've changed that rule. Yep. And I and it's, again, it's because from time to time, it doesn't happen every season, but every four or five seasons, you go through a cycle where yep. there's one division that's just really strong, stronger than all the rest. And, and you end up with a team that sort of gets the shaft, like the Cubbies apparently might get this. 
in the NL Central, and yeah, the NL's the the um, real division. So, so let's talk about this show, Josh. And and uh, you uh, did not suggest this one. We we both put this on the list, but this is your show. This is a show that that, that you love to listen to on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Obviously, it's a baseball show. Talks about the Cubbies. Yeah, it's a baseball show that talks about the Cubbies. They go pretty much year round. During the summer, they don't do a show as frequently. Like I believe right now during the season, it comes out twice a week. Uh, yeah, so just the, the yeah. most recent episodes, you've got one on the 9th of September, the 13th of September, the 17th of September, and then the 21st. Yeah, and at one point... And they're point, recording one tonight. Yeah, and at one point, I know Corey was trying to do a podcast every day. It's not, it wasn't IBMV, but he was doing a Cubs podcast every day. But, I mean, that's that's a lot of work. Is that the Daily Northside recap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Brought to you by IVNV. And again, all of this stuff you can find at IVNV.com. So, who who are the guys behind this or the hosts behind this show? Uh, Corey Finneran is the one that we've already mentioned, and we've mentioned Corey a lot of times here on uh, Always Listening and, and our previous show, Pod on Pod. Uh, Corey is a friend of ours. We actually stayed with Corey and his wife and Nick Suberling when we went to Podcast Movement. We rented a house with, with that group, and, and we've known Corey through this show. We reviewed his show. He reached out to us afterwards, yeah, and, yeah. and we, we got to, to be friends. But it's not just Corey. He doesn't do this all, all, all on his own. This is Yeah, there's, there's three. There's Andy and Kirk. And here's something, especially recently, that I've come to appreciate a three-man hosting team. Because generally, it's very, very hard. Uh, and it can get really muddied having three guys do it. But I want to say they're in their seventh or eighth season. Uh, I know I asked Corey last week which one it was. And I believe I started listening in season five. Uh, so they, they got these three guys got together and started Ivy Envy in 2007. It was As a, a blog, blog first. Yep. Yeah. And then in 2008, they started the podcast in March of 2008. So five seasons, no, seven seasons. Yeah, wow. There we go. Yes, seven seasons now. And as a matter of fact, their their most recent episode was the 348th episode. Yeah, and for me, so for me personally, this is uh, this is a really good example for me of creating a relationship with a show and, and following it because this, this is the first year that I've listened to them at the Cubs are in a playoff discussion at all and it's 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 really cool to hear that that completely changes how they talk about the cubs or how the, how the what topics they're talking about like for example listeners uh, have asked a couple of times like would you would you rather have the home playing game or the away playing game and <laughs> Corey has been pretty adamant that no I want the away game because if the cubs get down early at home the fans are just going to like they'll they'll just give up they'll they'll yes, boo the, they'll walk out well, of the stadium boo, they won't be walk out they'll just be quiet and they won't be in the game like they will already feel defeated and that feeling will bleed onto the team which i can see the point from him but if you look at the records like i want to say the cubs are like over a 600 team at home and are just barely above 500 i believe on the road so the statistics say you want them to have a home game yeah I understand his reasoning, though, there. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I guess the argument is that if, if they were getting the heat from the away crowd, on the other hand, if they're on the road and, and they're and they're sort of being pelted with that cheering for, for the home team against them, it won't be a defeatist attitude for them. It'll be like, oh, well, well now we got a chip on our shoulders. Now it's us against the world kind of deal. Maybe they could come back from a, a early deficit or yeah, something. And you're seeing that happen because you're, what you're seeing, what you're seeing is about the third time through the rotation, 
the Cubs bats are just so lively in the fifth inning. That's they're scoring more mm. more games in the fifth inning, and that's about the third time those batters are seeing that starting pitcher, or they've already gotten the starter out of the game. They're really good at running up the pitch count on pitchers, which is great. But what's <laughs> what is funny is our ace, technically our ace, we traded for him. Yeah, all this is John Lester, right? And there's been questions on whether in that playoff game, do you start John Lester or do you? Sh- start Jake Arietta. Uh, and it's been funny because Arietta a couple of weeks ago threw a no-no and since then everybody's been on the area at a bandwagon. He's been I mean they've been pitching well. So it's going to be interesting to follow that through the podcast. How long are these episodes generally, Josh? Uh, it over depends. an hour? Yeah, over an hour. It really depends. This podcast has been pretty innovative and they and they're generally early adopters on a lot of things. Like they they were on Google Hangouts pretty quickly and recently they've adopted Blab, which I think is still in beta. Uh yeah, as you and I found out yeah. tonight, it's it's iPhone only uh, right now. Yeah. So I'm going to have to loan you an iPad to to get the to get the thing set up tonight. So so adding that video stream into their podcast brings some unique challenges to it. It doesn't always work the way you know they would want it to last week or the week before I can't remember like it took a long time for them to get started in the live broadcast just because it was maybe Andy it could have been Kurt was having trouble getting it and the cool thing is is like Kurt's been moving so it's been Andy and Corey lately so no matter what you always have a co-host and that's pretty cool so this show's really generally I try to stay away from podcast with three hosts I think you I think you in particular Joel you tend to like a three host format I do I, there's a lot of shows that I love, love, yeah. love that are three hosts. For instance, there are almost always at least three people on Plumbing the Death Star. Yeah. For instance, yep. sometimes there's sometimes more. Four. Yeah. yeah. But mostly there's a it's a three person rotation. There are uh, three people most of the time on the Defenders cast. Now again, they have a yeah. larger group that occasionally is there, but the regular episodes you get you get three voices. Accidental Tech Podcast I think is the best example of this though. And to me, what happens? What, the reason why I like the three host format. And the reason why I think it works well in Ivy Envy, the reason why I think it works so well in, in the Accidental Tech podcast, and I know the guys at Accidental Tech a little bit better than, than Kurt and Andy, at least, of the Ivy Envy, so I'm going to use them as the example, but it translates to both shows. Accidental Tech, you got John Syracuse in the middle, sort of the as the elder statesman. you got Marco Armand on one side, and you got Casey Liss on the other. Uh, Casey is a little bit more touchy-feely. Marco is very opinionated and very thorough in his explanations of such, and he's generally... Um, he's what I would term sort of as a hipster. Like he, every, nothing is good enough for him in many ways, uh, and, and that attitude comes off. Now I like Marco, but that's the attitude that you get, and that's sort of the, the flavor that he brings to the show. John Syracuse, both of them are silly. He regularly disses them because they miss out on pop culture references and things like that. He, he's got a fatherly tone to him. He's much more explanatory than they are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like, I love the fact that th- that third voice can come in and and rechannel a conversation. You know, you and I can get into a debate almost at a certain point, but if we had a third person in the room, they could go, don't you hear what you're saying? And point out the thing that both of us are missing, you know? So I think that third voice is really be, good. They wouldn't say a whole lot because I've missed very little. <laughs> very funny. Uh, but no, and the same thing works though with Kurt and Andy and Corey. And of course, another big part of that is the fact that they all know each other so well. They're such good friends. Not only the common interest of the Cubs, uh, the Chicago Cubs, but they are, they are they're friends. They're friendly. And yeah, that and comes of, through in the well, show. And one of the things that they do every week is 
like they do a scary stat, and that's generally Andy's job. Like, so they kind of all have their roles to play. So let's go right there, and let's talk a little bit about host likability. Corey is, I think, in almost all regards, the anchor of the show. Yeah, he's the technological anchor. First of all, he's the one yeah. that that is behind the scenes, sort of putting it together more often than not, and helping the other guys troubleshoot and things like that. But he he also edits the show and posts the show online. He he does. If you look at the blog, most of them are written by Corey Finneran. Well, and the um, cool the cool thing because if you've watched, if you ever take have the opportunity to watch the blab of the live broadcast what's really cool is you like he's editing while they're doing the show really yeah oh yeah Corey often edits while they're recording how does that even work dude I don't know, but he's working it. I, I'm so impressed by that. I, he and I are going to have to talk about workflow. We, you know what? We'll, yeah, and we'll after do. after the blab, what's uh, is the cool thing about blab is after the show's done, Corey generally leaves the blab up, blab up while he finishes editing, and every once in a while he'll get like just some other person to hop in the blab or another podcaster, and, and there's like a little like after the show conversation that's not really cub centric at all, right? But it's that little lanyap at the end. Well, like tonight we're going to. Right in on the end yeah. of the show as soon as yeah, they get done recording what happens yeah we're gonna jump on and, and do a blab with them and talk about this and and you're gonna get that as part of this episode so uh you will hear that conversation very shortly uh, what about andy and kurt you got a, you got anything in particular you want to point out about the the two guys no everybody's pretty um everybody's pretty good every once in a while what's funny is when they try to talk each other down mm. right Corey's kind of becoming more and more positive as it goes because it's just a really good season and like you can see that he's getting more and more hopeful and they're and they're what they're talking each other into a playoff win right <laughs> but when the season hasn't gone well uh it's it's fun watching which to, one jumps off the bandwagon first no no they never jump <laughs> off the bed but who talks who down like, oh, okay. who talks somebody back from the ledge like wow. I tell you Corey's been really positive uh on Starlin Castro this year because he's been a lot of Castro hate. One of them may take a jab at Castro, and that's always fun. Uh, one of the episodes that I listened to, and I listened to the most, the three most recent episodes uh, before we did this re-review. Hey, by uh, the what way. do you think? How they get their name for the for the episodes? Oh, I love it. They, like that they pull it out of just like a, a statement somewhere in the show. Yeah, it's a statement from somewhere in the show. So whenever you see the show title. <laughs> Like you're kind of you're watching for you're listening. Well, for it, it gives you that kind of it gives you that kind of in that that in joke. Like it that helps invite you into it. So whenever you hear it, you go aha. That's where they got it, and you're part of the group. Then yeah, I I agree. Which is and, a cool which is a cool uh, tactic. I it, think. Well, interesting connection. Accidental Tech Podcast does the same thing. Yeah. And they also live stream their show. They have an audience that listens to the live stream regularly that isn't necessarily a crossover with their podcast audience. Right. And and those people suggest titles for the show. When they get towards the end of their show, one of the things they start talking about is, what are we going to call this episode? And and the, they have a like a chat show bot or whatever that, that yeah, surfaces. Yeah, the Blab has, Blab has a chat, and that's where you're seeing a lot. Like whenever they say something, you'll see the listeners will type in, that's the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you got to name it, you know. Yeah. I don't know, uh, two fish for a dollar or whatever. <laughs> the, Which, But here's what's great is that takes a lot of, like, that just takes something else off of their plate. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they'll read it, and at the end of the show, they'll be like, hey, does anybody remember what the title was? And then somebody will say it again. So it's it's something you don't have to think about. You don't have to expend the creativity on it. You're, you're, you're outsourcing it. Well, one of the things, okay, so something we've recently added to our show, and, and maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. But at the beginning of each one of these episodes, you're going to get 
a little less than 20 seconds of audio from the episode played at the beginning before the the theme song starts and before we intro the show and my idea there is really to make it easier for me to clamor to to, to share those little audio snippets right, like we talked right. about of prom- for promoting the show so I find that while I'm editing I put it at the front of the show and then I can go grab it and clamor very easily and and, and share it on the web that way but again like would be great if the audience was doing that for us instead. You know, I have thought about that with both Accidental Tech Podcast and with yeah. uh, IVMV about like I wish somebody would would uh, tell would them Steve Dave. The tell them Steve Dave kind of puts those clips in the theme song. Mm, so yeah. as the theme song's playing, it'll be a music, a, a quick pause, one line music, then a quick pause, then one line. Yeah, well, that's a good place. Let's transition yeah. over. Let's talk about production values for this show, um, it, and bleeds into audio quality a little bit too. I think. Both of those things go in together. This is a great produced, a very well produced podcast. These guys are not professional. They are. This is not their main job. Corey and and Andy and Kurt all have day jobs. They have not even day jobs in the media. None of them even work for a radio station or a TV station or something like that. You mean they're not in broadcast? They're not in broadcast. Exactly. They are not in broadcast. And and yet. Uh, as the earliest episodes that I listened to, which was, what, two years ago now when we first reviewed it almost, uh, or yeah, it was two years ago, they sound great. I mean, uh, occasionally there will be a hiccup because of some sort of technological well, issue, one of the but things, they've all got good yeah. mics. They all know what they're doing. They all record on the right end. It's mixed well. The music fits in well, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, and that's – so if you watch The Blab – that's one of the things is generally if somebody's whoever the host is what they're finding is and we can see if that happens to us tonight but the host generally when everybody tries to talk at once or say something at once the host's sound will dip out and kind mm-hmm. of go robotic for a second until it can catch back up to everybody talking at once so that's the blab can be sketchy there yeah but I, but again that's I mean they're working on a beta platform right. here you know using yeah. using blab as a, as, a, uh, as a tool to create their podcast in audio quality again as I said, like go listen to or listen to the clips that we put in this show. I mean, you can hear the quality of their sound. It's every bit as, as solid as our sound, I think, on a regular basis. And those guys are remote as opposed to in the same room. With I each other. did not bring a clip today. Well, that's okay. We, I thought we, the blab would be that. Yeah, the blab sort of counts. Yeah. Uh, we, I've got a couple to put in anyway. Let's talk about the uh, the content itself. Josh, you are a Chicago Cubs fan. Do yeah. you find yourself going anywhere else for Cubs coverage? I mean, obviously, you watch the games, you watch Sports Center and stuff like no, that. No, dude. There were like there's there's really like if if that's your purpose for listening is to like get news in the Cubs like dude they do a fantastic job especially like they and I've told Corey this they do a better job than I think just about any anywhere else so for example uh, a couple of years ago they were talking about the international draft mm-hmm. and they got pretty deep into the international draft and why the Cubs traded in for picks or accumulated picks and and certain things because the way that the international draft operates is is most likely going to change. Right. So how that affected the Cubs. And the great thing is they also get to interview a lot of guys when they're in the minor leagues. Mm. And what's great is being able to go back and listen to like a Kyle Schwarber interview. And now that kid is just lighting it up. Yeah. And and there's no way you're going to get him on a podcast now. Oh, I did. well, it would <laughs> well, be maybe co- it would be cool to see if they could get like some of those guys that they yeah. had reached out to previously. Yeah. Maybe developed a relationship. Right. With. That would be really cool. And and he's very uh Corey, Corey's very social in trying to get fans and listeners I- involved. He organizes a bus trip um, yeah. every year, and they just do uh, – he, he does stuff like that to get the listeners in, involved. You know, one of the things they do with the Patreon is uh, if you're a certain level, a Hall of Fame level or whatever, you get to introduce the show. So he's – 
it's a very active show for the listener. So it's not it's not a show you're going to listen to once a week and then put it away. Like you're generally going to be pretty active, and and that's I think great for a sports podcast. Yes, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's necessary or even works well for other types of podcasts. Yeah, but for sports podcasts all around, it's it's. It's great, especially if you're a Cubs fan. I, I know there's like Raider Radio and there's other Inside the Jungle. Yeah, um, with Nick Suberling. Which I feel bad because I haven't listened to a single episode of I've, I've listened to a Inside couple of episodes jungle. of that. I'm um, just not that big a Bengals, Bengals fan, fan either. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's a like if somebody wants to get into podcasting about their favorite team, I think this is a great one to model after. Yeah, that's that's almost exactly what I was going to say. It's daunting. Well, let me take that back. I don't think it's a great one to model after <laughs> because I've had eight years of doing it and, and changing things. And so it's going to take you a while to get to get there. But the things that they're doing pull out what's doable for you. I can't remember the name of the show, but Corey has mentioned to us directly and he's, he's mentioned it on their show a few times yeah. too. There was another Chicago Cubs podcast. Oh, I'm sure there's a dozen well, of them. Well, yeah, but even yeah. before Ivy Envy started, there was another one that was very popular and, and higher than them in iTunes and all that sort of stuff and it was sort of aspirational. They were like, well, I wonder if we could ever get to their audience. Yeah. Those guys eventually quit and I, I got to tell you, there's probably lots of other podcasts out there. I know people all over the United States that listen to Ivy Envy, though. I can't tell you, like, I've had at least three or four different people that don't know I know Corey, don't know I've ever listened to this show, don't know that we've reviewed this show. Yeah. And yet, it's come up in conversation that they listen to among the other podcasts that they listen to. Oh, yeah, and I listen to this I- Ivy Envy because I'm a big Cubs fan. Well, I think sports, like, sports is a great way is a great funnel for people to come into podcasting for listeners to come to podcasting is through sports because it's it's got a built-in passion and not only that but like community the sense of community makes a lot of sense too and the continued interest in the show i will argue with your point that i don't know how well that idea fits for other podcasts yeah or other topics or genres of podcasting because Corey has already shown that it can be transplanted he took the same sort of community idea he and nick suberling and and Corey's wife Tawny, and they applied it to podcasters group therapy. They've got a Google Plus community, right? But again, but again, but again, that podcast group therapy—the name implies—it's a—it's a group oh, yes. thing. No, what I'm saying right. is, for say we say I do a podcast that's an interview style podcast, like for example, your other show, me and the Gink, this does not work. For no, me. you're right. What makes me weird? Uh, yeah, what the, makes me weird? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Well, we only changed a couple of weeks ago, but what makes me weird is—is is, you're right. There's no way to build the community around that show like we are trying to for Always Listening. For instance, we've got right. a Facebook group now, which you can find links to in the show notes, by the way. So go check that out and, and join us in the conversation there. But we're we're working on building that community. They've done a really good job with Podcasters Group Therapy, and it's easy, I think, with Ivy Envy to build that community. But again, because of their attitudes and, and behaviors. Let's get you some don't miss moments here. Uh, you said you didn't bring a clip for this one, but I've got one. This was in episode uh, 748, season seven, episode 48. It's about 51 minutes in, and they're talking... I, I, I can't remember exactly what other team that they're talking about, but they're talking about one of the upcoming opponents for the Cubs. And they're sort of doing some, they're answering some scouting questions is what it amounts to from the audience. Yeah. And Corey makes the statement that uh, he doesn't pay that much attention to other teams in baseball. <laughs> I don't know how he would. <laughs> I love this clip though. And, and I love the, I love him owning 
his limitations. They do this all over the website, by the way. They they don't claim to have like the 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 full uh, uh, you know idea and and know everything about baseball or everything about the Cubs. Even the the tagline: strong opinions and marginal analysis <laughs> yeah. of the Chicago Cubs. And they've owned that from from day one. <laughs> I, mean, I think Rizzo could potentially, but first base is like so stacked. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing is I don't really pay attention to, I don't pay a lot of attention to all the other teams in baseball. I just don't have the time to do that. And so I guess what I do pay attention to when it comes to other teams is what's happening offensively with those teams. And I don't know really like who the best fielding first basemen are in the national league or pitchers or any position at all, really. I, I like the way that he came out and said this, but also, Corey, that's how I feel about baseball. I, I don't. I think it also baseball. works if you flip it. I don't. I don't Marginal know opinions. <laughs> oh, and strong analysis. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Josh, are you going to keep listening to Ivy Envy? Yeah, it's the only Cubs podcast I listen to. Yeah, I would. I, I would just coat it in horsey sauce and just <laughs> gobble it down. Here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to every episode of this show that's not about the Cubs. How about that? They've put out several episodes that aren't Cubs focused. They did an episode last year around International Podcast Day. It yeah. was all about podcasts. Yeah. I listen to that one definitely. Uh, if they put one out this year, I will also listen to that one. Like I think they did a Father's Day episode or something one time, and I listened to that episode too. Anyway, I, I I like all of these guys. I like the show. It's a great show. I just don't like baseball, so it's not for me every week. All right, that is our re-review of Always Listening, and uh, now let's uh, join a conversation with Corey Finneran. If it works, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, so, hello. Uh, we are, I'm Joel. We are always listening. And um, we just got done with our re-review of Ivy Envy featuring Corey and Kurt and Andy and talking about the Chicago Cubs. So, what we thought, since this is the first time that we've done these re-reviews, we thought, why not Why not do sort of a chat with the podcaster? And we're going to try to do this with, with some other folks, too, not just uh, the people that we know and not just to bother Corey. Although, you know, when we reviewed you guys the first time we didn't have an audience <laughs> and you've sort of you've sort of made fun of that a couple of times since then you're like oh yeah now that you guys actually have listeners you guys should should cover us and send us some listeners so that's what we're trying to do and we talked a little bit about your show in general and and specifically uh, what you guys are doing these days as as the cubs are headed to the playoffs almost definitely now there's been some really good episodes and this is a good time to become a cubs fan or a good time to sort of strengthen your cubs fanship by by hanging out with the ivy envy guys where i thought we would start Corey, if you want to is how did you guys get to I know you started in 2007, right, as a blog, and then 2008 you became a podcast. Um, actually, it was we started blogging in 2008, and then we started podcasting in early 2009. So, so how did you guys get together? Did did you know each other anyway? Andy and I have been friends since we were kids, and I'm not real sure why we started blogging. I think I kind of got into reading blogs and stuff, and I thought, oh, we could do that. We could write about the Cubs, and so we did that for the for a season. Um, and then I got way into podcasts. I started listening to podcasts. Um, I had, had picked up a second job that allowed me to listen to podcasts the whole time I was I was working it. And so I really got into listening to podcasts. And at the time, there was one Cubs podcast, and they were very established, very well known, very good at what they did. And I wasn't really looking to like duplicate what they were doing, but I thought, you know, every time 
we in that that in that area the era uh the cubs were good in 2007 2008 they went to the playoffs and cubs fans were excited and so anytime andy and i ever got together you know we did barbecues in our backyards all the time and we went to bars and stuff like that anytime we were together all we did was talk about the cubs and and really that's all of our friends were cubs fans and so all we did when we got together was talking about the Cubs. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we do a podcast? And instead of it being like kind of a put together show, it'll just be like these same conversations that we have in our backyard barbecuing. It's going to be those same conversations, but we're just going to do it with mics in front of ourselves. And so that was the original plan. Now, now anybody that, that podcasts, you know that your show changes drastically from episode one to really even episode five, <laughs> things change a lot, especially at the beginning. And we did not know what we were doing. I didn't have really any, I, I played music in bands and stuff, but I didn't really understand sound very well, especially like recording uh, vocal, you know, audio and everything like that. So we started off and I think our first recording had, I believe we had two computers. I think we had like two or three mixers and USB mics and it, the whole thing was a mess. And we had like eight or nine, like eight people on that episode. And we just sat in my living room and talked about the Cubs and it was a total mess. And like the, I I'm convinced that only one microphone was working because it just sounds like everybody sounds the same. And it's just coming from, from one mic, I believe. And, and IBM changed a lot in those first couple of years of us really trying to figure out like what we were and what our flow was and everything and how, what worked and what didn't work. So, so yeah, Andy and I knew each other forever and we actually met Kurt because of IBM. We met through mutual friends and, uh, you know, when we started hanging out and I was like, Oh, this guy's a good Cubs fan. And I asked him, Hey, why don't you, you know, would you be interested in writing for the website? And he did that a little bit. And then, so he was there at the beginning when we did the podcast, but really Kurt and Andy and I, or Andy and I met Kurt through IVMV, which is, is kind of a cool thing um, that we've been able to, you know, get to know him so well and really become really good friends with them. So that, that's kind of where we started um, was just trying to take those conversations that all Cubs fans have and put it to, you know, in podcast form. Now, what's kind of interesting is that over the years, we've kind of felt an obligation to listeners to put together something a little more tidy and yeah. uh, <laughs> put together. And so the show has definitely changed over the years into more of a structured show. But one thing that I really appreciate, and we, we still, you know, our iTunes reviews and emails that we get still reference us that it's like, you guys remind me of just sitting at a bar talking about the Cubs with other Cubs fans and my friends. And that's, it's kind of cool that we've been able to like maintain that vibe, even as we've introduced like a little bit more structure to the podcast. The community feeling of it is maybe the the most important thing, the biggest thing to emulate for other podcasters or the biggest thing to admire as an outside fan. You guys have such a good relationship with your audience and that's proven in your Patreon and it's it's proven in your audience interaction. It's proven in the questions that you guys get. It's proven in the fact that you get, you know, live listeners and, and viewers on your broadcasts now, which if you talk to other podcasters who do live streaming too, the live streaming is never anything in, in comparison to the podcast download numbers. And yet you guys get a lot of 
interaction. You know, it's not just people watching or listening, but they're actually inputting. They're, they're, they're sending out questions. They're sending those things to talk about some of the ways that you have sort of fostered that and, and the different things that you've added along the way. How did you sort of level that interaction up? Well, I think you kind of have to do it when it's not there and you have to. It's so easy to try something and then give up on it. Like when we started doing live broadcasts, we started maybe like four years ago and it was one of those things where it was like nobody was watching. But it's like, okay, let's stick with this. And you have to like be consistent with it and you have to you have to continue with those things. And and that's what we did with like listener questions. We would ask, you know, early on, we asked for them and there were never any and you just had to keep asking and eventually somebody emails in and somebody else does. And, you know, we've even done that recently with our audio is hosted through Libsyn. And so we went ahead and did the, the app through Libsyn. We paid for that. And it, it is like, I'm so glad that we did it. I think it was a great idea. I'm really glad, you know, what that allowed us to introduce a, a, a voicemail line. And so what we do now, and this is kind of at the beginning stages, is I say, hey, we'd love your input on whatever we're talking about. Sometimes I give a specific question and ask people to leave voicemails. And a lot of times there's weeks where we don't have any to play. And what I do is I play those at the end of the show. And so after our outro music and everything, then then it goes to those voicemails. And a lot of times we just don't have any um, because people aren't really used to interacting with us in that way. And, and I think that there's also it's asking people to kind of come out of their shells a little bit. It's easier for people to maybe send in an email or Facebook message or comment or something like that. It's different to pick up a phone and actually call and their voices are there and everything. But I think that we just keep offering it, keep asking for it and and it'll happen. I think that's what you have to do is just, it's easy to get discouraged by a lack of interaction with listeners, but I think it's just, it's a, it's a slow burn and it, it really does at some point, all of a sudden it gets out of control <laughs> and, and then you think, Oh man, I wish we didn't have quite so much, but I mean, that's, it's a good problem to have. And, and then it becomes a matter of, streamlining your own process to to be able to answer those things and and where they're coming from and where to put them and everything how different is it that the cubbies are very good this year i mean how how much has it changed the complexion of your show and and like your preparation and your post-production and and i mean are your numbers up this year you know, surprising. I mean, our numbers are up. Definitely. They're maybe not up as much from, I mean, really, we saw a big spike as this thing kind of started coming together. Like, I think our biggest spike that we saw was probably last season, because I think you were able to see like, oh, this is going to, this is going to happen now. It's starting to come together. And so we have definitely seen a spike this year, but but we actually saw a bigger spike last year when, if you look at the record, the Cubs were not very good, but this was on the horizon. And so I think Cubs fans were starting to get excited as far as like this, this season has just been a blast. We knew that this, we knew this team was going, going to be good. And so before this season, we did um, weekly episodes, just Sunday nights. That was when we recorded, we posted it late Sunday night this season, because we knew it was going to be interesting. We knew it was going to be fun. We went to two episodes a week. I mean, if somebody's listening and doesn't know how baseball works, you play series. You play usually three games uh, against a particular team. And then there's another, you know, usually you get a day off and then 
another series. And so we've kind of set this up with a midweek episode so that we can record between those two series and be able to talk about that group of games as a whole. So it has changed. The Cubs being good has changed what we're doing. And uh, we're kind of in uncharted waters right now because the Cubs have been so bad since we started. The, the years that we have podcasted on the Cubs are the worst. It's the worst stretch in the history of the Chicago Cubs, you know, a team that started playing in 1876. And this has been the worst five or six years. It worked out really well for us because we were able to kind of have go through our experience, our growing pains and really figure out who we were and what this podcast was. And so now when people are really excited, we're established, you know, we're the most established Cubs podcast. We've been around longer than anyone else. And so it really worked out well for us. Now that people are excited, we're, we're here. We know what we are. We know what we're doing. And uh, if somebody finds us because they are excited about the Cubs and they search in iTunes, they're going to hear a product that, that I'm happy with. So Josh does not care for multiple host shows. He is a real two hosts is all you need. And if you get any more than two, it's hard to keep the voices straight. It's hard to follow the conversation, et cetera. I, I, I tend to like three host shows. I think that there's something about having the three separate personalities. The banter becomes more lively. I think when you were setting up IVMV, was it always going to be a three host show? No, when we first started, I mean, my my plan, and really it wasn't until kind of the, the backstory of what happened was all of us lived in, in, in uh, an area, and since we've all left, and so now we record, actually now we're using Blab um, before we used Google+, Plus. but when we all lived in one area, it was usually the three of us, and then I always like to have kind of a rotating person to come in that just had a different perspective on the Cubs. But then once we moved, you when you use Skype or Google Plus or Blab or whatever, it, it's hard to introduce somebody that's not there all the time and to be able to like know when someone's going to stop talking and when somebody's going to jump in. And that's a chemistry that the three of us have developed and it comes real naturally to us now. But I, I think I really like having the three of us. And I understand like, you know, the, the idea of it becoming a little bit uh, confusing with three hosts and just that it kind of like muddies things up, but it's, it's worked well for us and we've really never heard anybody um, criticize it or anything like that. And I think that it is good because sometimes it allows us to like two of us to team up on one of, you know, the, the third one, it allows us to kind of like poke jokes and stuff and maybe doesn't come across as uh, personal because we're all laughing about it. So I, I don't know. I, 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 and with the introduction of the, the second episode each week, those are just me and Andy and it, it's fine. I mean, Andy and I, because we've known each other for so long, it's fine, but it really, I kind of feel like it's missing something without Kurt there just because I think he brings a different element. The fact that you've got three hosts makes it much more likely that you can stay consistent regardless of people's individual schedules too, right? Like, I mean, if something happens and you can't get on, well, Kurt and Andy can handle it. If you, if Kurt can't be on, then you and Andy can handle it or, or vice versa. So that's something Josh and I lament a lot is that there's, there's nobody else to shove the work off on if, uh, you know, the job was hectic this week or if the, all the babies are sick or whatever, you know? So one thing I want to talk to you about specifically is your Patreon account and, and adding that, was there any, any blowback from the audience as far as like, what are you guys coming to us for money for? You know, like, was there, is there anybody that, that had that attitude? Uh, if they had the attitude, they never, they never said anything to me. Maybe they kept those thoughts to themselves. <laughs> but I think really what it was, was that we were around for so long 
Mm. And we never asked for money. We didn't really have real advertisers, you know, and, and it was, I, I paid it out of my pocket and I was fine with doing that because this is a hobby and it's, it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's been a great way for, uh, on top of me having an outlet to talk about the Cubs, it's provided that, but it's also provided Kurt and Andy and I a way to maintain our friendship, be able to, to hang out after, you know, we've all kind of moved to different areas and we have families and it's just become a lot harder. And so this is a, a good way for us to, to maintain our friendships. And I think another thing, I mean, you talked about like consistency and I think that's so important. And I think that because our podcast is so consistent, like we, we never really miss an episode. We may take one week off when a season ends and, you know, and think we just need a week off and maybe around a holiday, we might take a week off, but usually we don't. I mean, there's, there's, we're very consistent with it. And so I think because we take it so seriously, I think people understand that we give up a lot of our time and our energy, you know, to do this podcast. And I think that our listeners really felt like this was an opportunity that they had been waiting for to be, to be able to give back. And, and really the way that I try to sell it, and this is the way that I see it is it allows them to be part of our team. They're part of IBMV when they help us pay the bills and they help us do things like, you know, and I point out on the podcast, you know what? Patreon is the reason that we can have an app and it's the reason that it made it worth it for us to do two weeks. There are two episodes a week and none of us, none of the three of us have gotten paid a penny for doing this podcast. Everything that we make, we sink right back into the podcast and it makes everyone's IBM experience better. And so that that's really, and I think because I think if you cut, if you go about it with the right attitude and you make it kind of that community thing, because that's something we've worked really hard to develop is a community that this is a community and that we're all part of this community. And I think that's why people are eager to, to jump on board. And it probably helps that we have, you know, perks to go along with it, that they can get some IVMB gear and stuff like that. And so I think that maybe helps too. Taylor Kreb says that you just asked nicely. That's how it worked. And so they were, they didn't mind giving you the money. Josh, which by the way, he must be joining this blab from outer Mongolia, I guess, because he's, he's got just enough internet to get on. We see him, he smiles at us and then he goes away again. But he says, have you ever been worried that you'd come across a creeper being as open to meeting the listeners as you have been. He talks about this all the time that you, you know, and lots of podcasters say, Hey, if you're here or if you, why don't you come see us or blah, blah, blah. Most of them don't seem to really mean it. Have you had stalkers, you know? Uh, no, no, not at all. And um, I think, you know, this kind of goes along with that community thing. It's important to us. We're going, the three of us are going up to a Cubs game on Saturday and we're actually taking uh, our highest level on Patreon is the ultimate IVMV supporter. I couldn't come up with a better name for it. But the person that gives it that level, uh, we're taking to a game. That's one of their perks is that we take them to a game, buy them a drink, buy some pizza and everything. So we're doing that this Saturday. And we thought, well, while we're, while we're up there, let's just do a meetup after the game for any of our listeners that are going to be at the game. And um, I was surprised that the number of people that are going going to meet up with us have already gotten gotten a hold of me and it's it's just nuts i mean it's we did a bus trip where we went up to a cubs game and so we rented a charter bus again that's that patreon money it goes to stuff like that just to kind of like those community type events and we had a couple guys that flew up from florida 
to go to it and it was just like a trip you know but on the other hand it's like it's so nice for us and i I say this all the time that listeners hear us twice a week they feel like they know us and i know their names and i get emails and facebook interactions and stuff and i I feel like i kind of know them but it's not really until i can meet somebody in person that then i'm like okay now i know them too and i really enjoy that because that's what this whole thing is all about and Whenever IBMB ends, for whatever reason, I know that I'm going to have friendships with Cubs fans all over the country and all over the world because of because of IBMB. And really, that's that's kind of what it's all about for me. Uh, man, that's I, that's almost so so great a conclusion. I just want to wrap up there and say, oh, that's the end of the interview. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, Josh Josh points out here in the comments, and I've got to mention this too. As far as your openness to meeting listeners, you, you also rented a house with with uh, four strangers from Louisiana that you'd never met before. That's true. Yeah, uh, I like so, to live on the edge, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot tell you. Like my wife Kelly, she must have asked me, I don't know, three or four times. Is it, is it, is it okay that we're renting a house with these people that we don't really know? Is that, I'm like, well, just listen to their podcast. You'll get it. It's fine. It's fine. They're good people. They're good people. All right, Corey. Well, I, I, I do think that's about it, man. I think we've, we've taken enough of your time. And also this episode is going to be so long. It's going to be our longest episode, but uh, we'll, we'll try to do more of these in the future. We're going to re-review uh, some of the other shows that we've currently are already covered in our past as pod on pod. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do a more consistent blab. I'm going to have to figure out some internet for Josh and a micro phone for me i guess i don't know but um we'll get all that set up and and we'll do this again sometime Corey, i'm very jealous of your community we're gonna do an episode we haven't announced this yet so i guess our listeners that are in the watching this right now will know that um after every game playoff game we're gonna do a live episode that night oh that's awesome yeah, and so then it'll be posted in the morning for people to listen. Oh, look at that. Now I'm getting all the props. Yeah, you got a flood of <laughs> approval for that one. Everybody approves the, the, the nightly podcasts after the games. We've got all sorts of stuff planned for the playoffs. Let's just hope that the Cubs, you know, go far into the playoffs. But Yeah, absolutely. Well, regardless, here's where we're going to finish it with, with Chris's comment down here because it is is awesome. And by the way, I appreciate all of the uh, Ivy Envy fans that, that have joined on here. If you're not a always listening fan, you should start listening to that as well. Corey is awesome. This comes from Chris Palmer. Corey is awesome and does a great job with the podcast. And that is the damn truth, Corey. That's exactly what, what it is. Awesome. Uh, you guys do a great job. Corey and Kurt and Andy, all three of you do a fantastic job. Even for a guy who's I'm the opposite of a, of a baseball fan. I, I don't, I don't even want to think about the fact that baseball is on most of the time, but your show, it's got great audio quality. You guys have a great relationship and, and the banter back and forth is very good. And as I told Josh, again, you guys are very entertaining. I wish you'd start a movie podcast or something. <laughs> Uh, you're talking to the dude that hasn't seen Star Wars, so I don't think you want me to do it. <laughs> hey, look, I'm working my way through. Oh, you're getting approval for that now from Josh, too. I'm working my way through Star Wars with my wife. We've, we've seen A New Hope, and we've seen Empire Strikes Back now, and, and we're, we're going to move on to the rest of them. But anyway, Taylor Krebs and Chris and, and uh, everybody that's in the um, uh, chat, I appreciate you guys for listening. Corey, thank you. Seriously, thank you for taking the time. Josh, thank you for putting up with the technical difficulties. <laughs> All right. Assuming that that conversation just happened and you heard that. Yeah. Now let's go to a little uh, listener feedback. Ooh. All right. Uh, this is from Christopher Lupo on Twitter. He says, always pod. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you. 
Christopher Lupo, I feel like, has been with us since like day one. He, he was really early on. I don't know. I would love to. I would love for him to uh, to tell us what episode he he found us on. I think he found us from stuff you should know. Probably, probably. when when they mentioned us, everybody found us from stuff you should know. Uh, we love you, Josh and Chuck. Um, but Chris says I've sampled a lot of podcasts. Your outro song is the coolest piece of podcasting music intro outro I've ever heard. What is this song? Um, and he's talking about the new one. We we made the switch to this song when we made the switch to Always Listening and the theme song is called Enough it's from Bethany Rayburn and you can find links in the show notes I promise you or just look for Bethany Rayburn on iTunes or Amazon or anywhere you find music I love her and as a matter of fact she was my guest this week on What Makes Me Weird so you can go over there and listen to that episode And uh, you want to know what's sad is I saw because I subscribe to What Makes Me Weird right? rarely listen but I subscribe I saw that Bethany Rayburn was on there and I was like man this name looks really familiar like <laughs> who is this? Nice. Uh, Well, she's our theme song uh, artist. This comes from Matt Martin. Uh, He's on Twitter as Canuck Photo Guy. He said, I was just listening to the latest episode. Josh was looking for an app to sort podcasts. You were talking about how you got too many shows and and it's hard to find in your app, right? Yeah, it's. He says you should try Beyond Pod. Beyond Pod. Beyond Pod. Uh, check that out. And he tagged them on Twitter as well. So thanks for that suggestion. And and you and I keep talking about this, but sometime, at some point, maybe we'll try to do a little bit of that next here's, week for here's International where I feel, Podcast Here's what I, where I feel bad. Don't get me wrong. I love that the listeners take the time to to help out my ineptitude when it comes to technology. But I think what it just comes down to is I'm just a lazy bastard. <laughs> Not just lazy. You are adversarial to change. I, that's the truth. Yeah. I am. So like, yeah, like I, I think it's great. They put it in and we're able to get out to the listeners, but I'm probably not going to do it. Yeah. Isn't that sad? That Isn't is that sad. sad? Like I'm just, that's I know I'm sad. making my life harder. Like I'm not making it any easier. And here's a way to make my life easier. And I'm consciously choosing not to do it. Like that's bananas. Uh, here's another uh, listener suggestion for a, for a podcast app. This comes from Carmen Yenny, and she emailed us to the old pod on pod email address. And this is what she said. She says, been a while since you've done a podcast. Aww. None of your links work. I miss your show exclamation point. Uh, so I wrote her back and I said, well, Hey, we, hey. Knew, we, we, we knew that this could happen. Yes, absolutely. To a, to a couple so, of people. so what happens when, when we made the switch, there's a really easy way to do it for iTunes subscribers. And from looking at our subscription numbers and, and our download numbers, pretty sure all of the iTunes subscribers got moved over properly. Right. But if you don't listen through iTunes, if you're just an RSS subscriber, I think it's entirely possible that if you're, again, if you're not paying close attention to the shows, if you're not going to the website, if you're not looking around, if you're not following us on Facebook or Twitter, you're just waiting for that show to come up and it won't ever show up because the RSS feed has changed. Yeah. Um, and so for the listeners that that happened to, I apologize that Joel didn't do a good enough job. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So I emailed her back and I said, hey, no, we haven't stopped doing it. As a matter of fact, surprise, surprise, there's like four episodes for you to listen to that you haven't heard yet and so she said she wrote me back she said got it thank you so much for your response all are queued up ready to play by the way dog catcher is my app of choice dog catcher d-o-g-g space catcher c-a-t-c-h-e-r uh seems to be the best that i've listened to that will play back at a higher speed and i'm 99 percent sure that she's on android so right on uh, i do uh i like that that option yeah, I think you should. I think you should definitely check that out. And what else? What else was I going to say? You know who listens to? Um, I was listening to Harmontown. It was either the latest episode or one or two episodes ago. Dan Harmon listens to audiobooks 
at double speed? I don't listen to them at double speed, but I listen to them at like one and a half anytime I listen to audiobooks. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, it's addictive. Once you open up that app and you click play on a show that is showing 58 minutes and you finish it in like 45. <laughs> you just save yourself time. You, bank, you banked some yes, time. Like, and it's, I mean, it's thrilling for someone who listens to a lot of podcasts. Like when I get to the end of it and I realize like specifically how much time that I've saved, I, I think now I can listen to another one. A uh, great example, Marco Arma from, from Accidental Tech Podcast. He just started a show with his wife, Tiffany. It's called Top Four. And they discuss like this episode is the top four video games. And he gives his list and she gives hers and they discuss it for about an hour. It's a neat little show if you like the two of them or if, if you, you want to listen to a, a husband and wife duo. But I had three episodes of that show that were already released and I hadn't listened to any of them. Today, I found some time and I was like, oh, I'll go check out that show. I enjoyed the first one so much. In the span of time that it would have taken me to listen to two episodes at regular speed. You got three. I got three in. Nice. Yeah, it was wonderful, man. It was it was, it was was just, it was great. So anyway, I know there are purists out there that say you got to listen to it at one by speed or, or you're screwing it up. I think that's nonsense. All right, that, that is our listener feedback. That is our uh, review or re-review of Ivy Envy and that is another episode of Always Listening, folks. Don't forget to check out the show notes visit our facebook group and email us with your feedback to always listening pod at gmail.com you got anything else Josh? uh yeah and for any of the podcasts that you found through us or just whatever your favorite podcast is give the best gift you can give a podcaster and that's go and and give them a review i know sometimes it seems like it's uh it's tedious and uh in a couple of minutes out of your day but those couple of minutes that you choose to take to let the podcaster you love listening to know that you love listening to them really goes a long way i gotta tell you like i i I mean you don't keep up with all of our reviews because unless it's a very praiseworthy like i don't need that negativity but i do i i I check the reviews all the time and it makes my day when we get a new one even if it's not a great review even if it's if, if they've got a quibble or something i'm just like hey somebody cared enough to go and check it out so you're absolutely right. Or Josh. somebody was pissed off enough <laughs> to go find the link yeah. and, 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 and tell me so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Either way, it, it's, it's a good thing to do. Next week on Always Listening, we're going to be reviewing Invisibilia from NPR. Josh. Yeah. Yeah, this is one you and I have been listening to for a while. You turned me on to it. I'm so excited to get they to it. They do something almost every show that is something so small, almost insignificant, that makes me so happy. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a tease, folks. That's what we call in the broadcast business a tease. Remember that? I'm going to make a note so that you can't forget it, and we'll talk about it next week here on Always Listening. Until next week, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are Always Listening. Always Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more great reviews and our full list of episodes by searching for Always Listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Or go to blogtalkradio.com slash alwayslisteningpod. Find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Always Listening Pod, and email the show, alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Enough by Bethany Rayburn.
guys and a rogue i'm one guy i'm the other and this is the network